0: The Burger Creek Productions' 15 Minutes of Fame podcast finishes a special two-part episode with singer and guitarist Terry from the New York City-based punk band, the Jukebox Romantics. Here's their song, Gringo Star. I'm so fucking tired
1: I think, I, I, and I really hope that I rem, am recalling this properly through the haze of uh, gin that is seeping through my pores. I think, I believe it was either Jay from the Prozac, shot at the Prozacs, or it was Phil from McCrackens, shot at the McCrackens, who had, who had pretty much said, in Europe, you're treated as an artist, right? In the United States, you're treated as a band, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. It holds a little bit more weight. It's like, oh, you are an artist. You're probably starving. Like you said, they make sure you're fed, you know, but you get paid. You know, th- people are it's just a different the culture is slightly tweaked. there. I
0: think it's way more upfront. It's like this is what you asked for. And this is what you're getting. Right. Here's the money before you even play or here's half of it. It's no mystery. It's no tracking anyone down. Mm-hmm. It's very much like also like, you know, family based promoters or are your friends more so Mm. i mean it's like that here too sometimes but right um and even the ones who aren't they they are very professional at what they do you know you're signing uh you know you're signing baz cap stuff for royalties you're doing all these things that like don't get done here
1: right right now I wanted to, and, and I can always remove this if you do, if I don't know the legal fucking ramifications of talking about this, but during the, during the quarantine, the band attempted to print shirts that featured an image of Ray Liotta from Goodfellas with text that read, fuck this shit. Now I wanted to give you a brief moment. You can go into as much detail or as little as you'd like, but I'd like to hear a little bit about that entire experience because I'm sure it's hilarious, traumatic, and annoying simultaneously.
0: Not the first time. Probably won't be the last time, (laughs) but this time hurt financially. So,
1: okay. So, okay. First of all, how long did it take for them to actually spot that? Like two days. days? Yeah. Holy fuck. So uh, did you guys like hashtag something? Like, how do you think they found this?
0: I think it got picked up by like some mafia fan page on Instagram.
1: Oh, shit
0: which is like popular and it was just seen, you know, a lot of times because of the wonderful world of technology, things get flagged just, you know, automatically from algorithms. It might not be an actual human, Mm -hmm. but the algorithm alerts somebody who is a human. And then you get an either human or automated, uh, letter in the mail or email, so. so this time, which was the third time of this happening, um, was uh swift and, uh, and we, I had a, we had a return a lot of money, uh, because they sold and we were pre-selling them. So like they,
1: oh, the way shit. that
0: we, so we pre-sold them and the way the kind of money works with that would like goes directly into an account mm-hmm. before the shirts were even made. And then all like the shipping costs are taken out and all that. So it was like a huge headache to get people's money back um, and stuff like that. Cause we had, you know, I've never once had to do a refund ever in the history of our bands. You know, maybe someone bought a shirt that was too small or too big. And I said, send me it in the mail and I'll send you the right size. But right, this right. was like, a, I don't know the process of refunding, <laughs> you know? So it was like a, a huge thing.
1: What a fucking head. A huge pain
0: in the ass. Not a huge thing, but it's a pain in the it ass. They suck too. And then we made second shirts that were like had well, a so- big cease and desist thing on it. And, you know, the difference is is we probably could have got away with it if we printed them up and sold them at shows. Right. And then we would have been flagged down the road, which has happened in the past with um, Paulie Shore and um, Shia LaBouffe. But, uh, or (laughs) LaBeouf, whatever his name is. Uh, and that happened because the shorts were actually processed and made and seen. And then that's what happened with that. So so this was like an internet, an internet thing that happened very quickly.
1: An internet snafu, if you will. Right. Yep. So, uh, Dukebox Romantics—they have a sh- uh, track "We Kill Pirates," and as an aside to that, Hook was one of my favorite movies growing up. In, in fact, <laughs> I-, I still think it—I gro- still think it fucking holds up. Now, <laughs> so I wanted to—I add- love,
0: love Hook. It's one of my favorite movies. I forget that when you watch it, it's like. An hour before they get to Neverland. <laughs> it's
1: Dude. So long. So I, I wanted it's like a three hour movie. I want to ask you about a specific scene. particularly okay. this scene when Tink she got like full size and confronted uh-huh. Peter. Now yeah. she wanted to fuck, right? Can we take oh, yeah. like hundred percent, right? Oh yeah. So let me ask you this. Here's we'll build a second layer of, of of ridiculousness on top of this. How awkward would that have been? Because I mean Peter was mentally a kid, but still like in his old alcoholic lawyer self, like would that have been a weird sex scene? Because she doesn't know what she's doing. Does she?
0: For her, it would have been weird, but she has wings. So it would have been ultra crazy. Cause right. he probably wouldn't fucking in the sky. Cause he could fly <laughs> at that at that point. He couldn't <laughs> fly. But I think for Peter, it wouldn't have been weird. Cause that dude fucking winds up marrying his old girlfriend's granddaughter. Right. So like, it, it, cause Peter Peter Banning's wife is Moira. Yes. Um, who is Granny Wendy's granddaughter? But that's Wendy who Peter used to, you know, fuck around with back in the day. Right. So, so, so Tinker You know, mm-hmm. I feel like for Peter Pan, it's like fucking your best friend. So it'd kind of be weird, you know. Do you? Think- uh, but for her, for her, it's like you know she loves him. So I don't know. She would have ended up heartbroken either way because he was going to go back to the real world.
1: Right. Regardless. Well, do you think that, do you think that was weird anyway for his wife to finally realize like, oh shit, you were fucking her, (laughs) you know, like, do you you think that was weird? I never thought of it. It's just I I actually didn't think of that until you you just mentioned that I was like
0: I never thought of his wife being like oh
1: you used to fuck my grandma <laughs> like that's that's got to be that had to I be mean, a conversation. They they
0: didn't fuck, but they definitely had like you know some sort of kinship, right?
1: You know, well, like, he- heavy petting or or something like strong connection. Right. I mean, they would only kiss with buttons and thimbles, so right. it wasn't really <laughs>
0: like they were doing it. You know, they weren't like I don't know what the what the 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 symbol is for sex. It's not buttons or thimbles. It's right. probably like you know thumbtacks or something.
1: <laughs> there has to be penetration of some kinds, you know. In snap a- bracelets. <laughs> oh shit! Now, I one more question. One more question oh, about the movie. Now, only hook. Re- only hook related questions, on, please. Only hook related questions. You shall receive now. At the end of the movie, the final showdown between the Lost Boys and the Pirates, it still gets me, like, the improvised, like, non-lethal weapons that the Lost Boys use. It's fucking insane. Now, you know the weapon uh, that was utilized that squirted the colored fluid in the Pirates' eyes at, 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 like, that perfect four-way shot? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, what do you think—how do you think they they prepped for this? Because we see the training montage. We see them getting loaded up in in armor. Like— And we know that lost boys kill pirates, right? But we don't see up until that point. So are we led to believe that the pirates were literally slaughtering children up until the point when the children were like, shit, we got to do something. Let's get some chickens. Let's shoot eggs in their eyes. You know, like how what what do you think that process was like? How many generations of kids were wiped out until they figured out? Fuck. We need to, we need some red food coloring, put a little cayenne pepper and blind these motherfuckers.
0: You know? Oh yeah, they're definitely using some like never berries that are poisonous or some shit They're like fucking <laughs> just like blind people. I I don't know. Probably just, you know, eons of fucking fighting pirates because it seems like time it doesn't exist in Never Land. Mm-hmm. So they could just be fighting forever. Which is weird because if time doesn't exist and you don't get older, the idea of dying in Never Neverland also seems weird. Mm-hmm. Like My theory is – and I only think of this now is there's a great, great, great movie that came out this year called Wendy, Um, and it's all about Wendy's – it's like a different take on Peter Pan. You should really watch it. It's like a super like, you know, Cannes Film Festival, artsy-fartsy version of Peter Pan, but really good. Um, But I think that Lost Boys get kidnapped – and kind of turn into pirates the way that Captain Hook was trying to make Jack forget about ah. you know that's my own like th- spin on it
1: interesting it,
0: but people probably died cuz i feel like there was mo- i mean Rufio died so yeah. people had to
1: die so actually that's a really good point so lost boys so basically pirates are populated by lost boys who essentially get turned like
0: pass on to the other side or turn yeah, turn
1: so so let's let's float this idea too when you when you get to neverland in in your lost boy you don't age but if you turn to be to become a pirate then you start the is do you then start the aging process
0: i think it's like becoming a sith
1: oh shit
0: (laughs) damn we're like not only there can't be only two siths you could be multiple pirates
1: right God damn! And you know what's great
0: about that because too? Because that, that also works with the idea that Peter has left and become a pirate. Yes. Because oh, Wendy huh. says, Peter, you become a pirate. Because oh. When, when Jack is telling the story, which, mind you, how many years of therapy did Peter Pan go through to, to <laughs> like forget all about and ever because <laughs> Granny Wendy's like 98. And right. Fucking
1: Peter, you become a pirate. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's a you know, that's a good point. And and how awesome has that gotta be too to be a lost boy. Okay. And I'm not saying it's awesome to be a pirate, but what I'm saying is how crazy that's gotta be. They the pirates have a whorehouse. Like they legit have a brothel, right? Because remember when Smee walks by and like, Smee, and he's like, Hey, what's up? You know, like that's gotta be a crazy experience. You 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 become a pirate, you start getting a little older, drinking rum, you know, passing out in the fucking deck, and then it's like, wow, there's a cat house right there. Let's go. Let's go find ourselves a little bit, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Put oh. your faces on, girls. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, okay, final question, then I'll let you go. You had mentioned, um, you, mentioned you were in the studio last night. What can we expect uh, from Jukebox Romantics for 2021? And has your approach to uh, kind of releasing, recording, um, capturing people's ears, has that changed significantly uh, since, you know, this whole quarantine kind of kicked off?
0: yeah so we started this process in August of 2019 of uh, we were just gonna we were gonna do a full album we had about uh, half of it written so we we're like all right, we'll go in we'll do half of it now and in six months we'll do the other half. Well we did half of it and then the pandemic hit and everything kind of got fucked up and studio time got canceled and then, We had some personal shit go down where it was just, you know, we had to cancel studio time like twice and uh, yeah and lose all the money. And now we just went back the last two days to finish only what we started in 2019. We didn't even do the other songs. So this full length album became like a five song EP just because so much time had passed and uh, we've added members. Uh, Some people left. So it was like kind of like a, let's just finish what we started and make it fucking awesome. Cause it's like, a, it's a huge, like it's kind of a big jump from the last thing we put out, um, to like, uh, what we're writing now. And this is a nice in between of a nice mix of what we touched on in the last record and where we're heading towards. So we were like, this is perfect. Like, let's finish all this, uh, get as much done as possible, which obviously meant me singing for 10 hours, two days in a row. Um, <laughs> And, um, and basically now we're just going to be doing mixing and mastering. Um, and then we, we've been talking to a few labels a while ago and recently, uh, here in the States and in Europe and figuring out where it's going to land, maybe do like a 10 inch and then, you know, kind of release things. Um, I think that the way the business has changed since our last record in 2017, you know, <clears throat> it doesn't really make sense to wait so long in between records anymore. You know, it was always like a band put out a record. You wait two years, three years until the record comes out. Mm-hmm. I feel like it makes more sense now because of how people consume music is record a record, release a song every month or every other month, and leading up to the release of the record, promoting the record for like four or five months, release five of the songs, and then drop the record with the rest of the record, you know, and – uh It makes it, it gives the record a little bit more length and life and helps with the ADD of listeners now. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of our game plan is trying to release it within the spring or summer of this year. So maybe we could be able to play shows to help promote it because that's always like the plan is to, we always tour around a release. We've never released something and not like tour the States and then go overseas, you know, in the last few years. So that's kind of the plan still to do it that way. If we can safely, you know, everything that we had booked uh, in 2020, you know, we had tours booked in Europe and festivals booked here and there get pushed to 2021, you know, so the next thing really on our list to do is in June of this year, show wise, which, you know, I'm, I'm a realist. I don't think, I don't foresee us as Americans being allowed to fly overseas and play shows in June. Right. right. Uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. Um you know at least not a lot of bands i don't think it's possible maybe a few people will be able to do it but i don't think the scope of everyone going over is like really a thing hmm. um and it being cost effective you know that's a part of it too hmm. so i mean we'll see the plan is to uh you know we're stoked on it so the plan is to you know do the promoting and make videos and you know push it and then hopefully by summer Uh, get back into the studio and finish, you know, the stuff that we started writing and all the new stuff we've been writing um, and record another full length by like, you know, summer or fall of 2021. Um, So we'll see. We'll see. We're stoked on it. So...